Today we know is Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is a time of Hischatshus. It's Hischatshus because it's a new month. It's also a time of Hischatshus because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the opportunity to have a Mechila on Rosh Chodesh. Like we say in Musaf, Roshay Chodoshim Liancha Nosoto Zuman Kaporo Lechol Toldoisam. So Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'm giving you a chance to start fresh. Chaparain, it's a Zman of his Chachos. To add to that, this week we finish Sefer Shemois and we say, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek. Now why do you say chazak, chazak, venis chazek when you finish a sefer? So Shimon Schwab, Zechotzadik Levrochel, and said a vort. You look in the Haftorah of Parshas Vayakel, which we did not lane this year. It says, Vayas chiroim es ha-kiyoyrois ves ha-yoyim v'yas ha-mizrokois. Chiroim built the base ha-migdosh. He made the kalim of the base ha-migdosh. And then it says, Vayichal chiroim la-asois es kol ha-melocha ha-sha-oso la-melech shloim ha-base Hashem. So when he's doing the melocha, his name is chiroim. And when he finishes, by Yechal Chiram, his name is missing a Vav. Because after he finished, he was finished. And he became diminished. Because the job was over, and instead of growing, he chilled. Chazak, chazak, venis chazek. You finish the Sefer. You finish Sefer Shemois. You finished an Indian. Now is not the time to relax. It's the time to be mechazek yourself and become starker and greater. It's a man of opportunity. Don't squander the opportunity. The Mishnah says in Pirkei Yovah, Simloi Achshav Eimosai. If you don't chapa right now, when are you going to have the opportunity? The Boishim gives us moments of opportunity, you have to chapa right. over a famous story. His mother rented a room in their house to a Yid who was not necessarily a Haredish Yid. She made it clear that in her house, if she's going to live in their house, he has to keep Shabbos. And she saw, one Shabbos, she saw he was writing. She was very uncomfortable to deal with. So we asked, she asked her son, Shlomo Zalman, to deal with this situation. Shlomo Zalman took the person for a walk and he tried to chaperone a conversation. And in the course of the conversation, 
he mentioned that writing is also on Shabbos. So the person started to cry. And he said, do you think I don't know about Yiddishkeit? He says, let me tell you my story. I was a soldier in World War I. World War I was fought in the trenches. And when there was no shooting, when there was a lull in the action, we just sat there hunkered down in the trenches. It was wet, it was cold, and you were scared and nervous. You never know when the battle would start again and who would get killed. And there was a group of Frum soldiers who were in that battalion. And whenever there was a moment of quiet, they would say to Hillen. And they looked like it gave them serenity and peace of mind and chizuk and bitochain. And I never had that. So I said at Tvila, I said, God, I want a chance to learn Torah, to be like those Yidin. Let me get shot in the finger so that I'll be taken off the battlefield and I will go to yeshiva and learn. A few minutes later, one shot rang out and hit me in the finger. I was taken off the battlefield, taken to a hospital, given an honorary discharge. And now I had the chance to go to yeshiva. But I made a decision that before I would go to yeshiva, I would finish getting my degree in agriculture. And by the time I finished my degree and went to yeshiva, it was too late. I had no more enthusiasm it didn't work out. I left the yeshiva. And here I am. I don't even know that you're not allowed to write on Shabbos. Person had the opportunity. who gave him a moment of opportunity. And he didn't. Chaparain. It was a lost opportunity. We have opportunities constantly. Every moment of life is an opportunity. This is a tkufa, we have a kvaldika opportunity to chaperain, to steig, to grow. But you have to chaperain. A yid once went to Baron Rothschild. And he asked him that he needs money, he's marrying off one of his children. So the Baron was in the street, he wasn't at home. So he said, I don't have my money with me. Here, take my gold watch. So the Yid said, you know, I'm afraid to take the golden watch. I'd rather have cash because if I try to take this gold watch and pawn it, they'll think I stole it. What's a guy like me doing with a gold watch? So Baron Rothschild said to him, listen, right now I'm up gevarmed. I want to do the mitzvah. And this is what I had. You're going to come to me tomorrow. Maybe I'm not going to be excited about the mitzvah. Now I'm doing the mitzvah. Take the watch. Chaparain. I recently heard a Misa. 
he told this mice to Rabbi Ginsburg. It's written up in an article. He says like this. He says, I was with my friend in the Catskills. Those of you who live in Baltimore, the Catskills are mountains on the other side of the uh, Potomac. And so, I was in the Catskills, I met a friend, we were schmoozing, and after a while we left, and we both drove our own back to our houses, and on the way I pass, on a corner, maybe at the four corners, where all the great places, uh, South Fallsburg and Woodburn, and Verna, I met, it was a Hasid Shayid waiting for a ride. And I saw him, and part of me says, no, pick him up, move over, take a, to give him a ride. He's a yid, and he's a ride. Part of me said, I'm rushing to get home. I don't want to be held back. So you know, you, you, you don't put on the brake, you don't put on the gas pedal, you press the brakes a little bit, and if Hashem stops the car, I'll stop for the guys. Oh, so Hashem didn't stop the car, so we kept going. But he sees in his rearview mirror that his friend picked up this yid. Says, okay, Baruch Hashem, somebody picked up the yid. And the friend takes this yid in his car, and as they're driving, this yid suddenly starts having pain. He's having pain on his chest, then on his arm, and the pain is going down his arm from his shoulder, and his mom is having a heart attack. So the yid calls his brother-in-law who's in Atzola and he tells him exactly where to meet him and they take him to the hospital. This yid goes with him and he had a major heart attack. And Baruch Hashem, they took care of it, whatever, he had a surgery and this yid stayed with this Hasidish yid the whole time. He woke up and they said, you're okay, Baruch Hashem, the surgery was fine, you'll be okay. The yid starts to cry. He says, what's the matter? You're going to be okay. He says, yeah, but I came because I have to raise money for my daughter's chasna. And now I'm in the hospital. How am I going to raise the money? So he says, how much money do you need? He said, I need $20,000 more. So the yid gets on the phone. He calls a bunch of his friends. Within 10 minutes, he raised $20,000. So he goes into the yid. He says, everything's taken care of. I have the money. You'll be okay. I'll just fine. So the other Yid who was driving the other car is telling the story to Rabbi Ginsburg. So he says, wow, that's a beautiful story. So he says, you don't understand. He says, what don't they understand? He says, I didn't pick him up. Okay. He said, you don't understand. I didn't pick him up. This guy who picked him up, he was Zoyche. To the mitzvah achnosis orchim. To mitzvah piker choylem. He always was like to the mitzvah of And he was like to all sorts of mitzvahs over here. Tzedakah, gemilas, chasodim, achnosas, archim, everything. And I didn't do it. I didn't chop around. I'm going to come up to Shemayim and they're going to tell me you lost the opportunity to do a Meiridika mitzvah. Hatzolus nefoshus, bikr choylim, everything. We have to chaperain. We have opportunities all the time. And do we chaperain?
the Alta from Kelm used to tell over a marshal. He says, one day in Shemayim, they decided that they'd give all the Mason another half hour of life. So they made an announcement. Attention, all the Mason. We have good news. You're coming back to life for half an hour. You can hop around a half hour. So tell for what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you're going to have thousands of people coming out of the ground, charging to the base of Medrash. The women will charge to the hospitals or to the Ezra's Noshim to say, till him, and the men will run to the closest base Medrash, grab the first safer they can get, and utilize every second of those 30 minutes. It's going to be Mambish, Hasmada, Ritzufis, on steroids. It's going to be unbelievable. Of course, there'll be a few guys drinking coffee out there. And they'll tie it. Well, it's only the Bekiah Seder in the morning, so it's Nishkeferlech. But everybody else, they'll hop around every single second. Because you'll know the value of a second. We have to realize you have the opportunity to do it now. And the schai you'll get now is much more because you got a Yetzir Horror now. It's a challenge, but the opportunity is Adain Shir. You have to realize the Gomorrah tells us you want to know the maturity of a child. One level of maturity is Egois Vinoit Light Suror Vizarkai. If he takes a nut and he eats it and he throws away a pebble, you know he's a shtickle mature. If he eats the pebble, then you got problems. So that's one level. There's another level of chayfetz umachziroi. Somebody gives him a toy and he knows to give it back. That's already a madrega of maturity. Zokter of Palm. That's truth by everybody. Everybody has a darg of who gave you an ashama. And you're going to give it back one day. Do you understand that? Do you realize you got to hop around? You're going to have to give back that neshama one day. So you have to hop around. Rav Lau once said, in the Teichoche it says, Baboiker yoimar miyitein erev, uberev yoimar miyitein boiker. Poshib shat, things are going to be so geferlich that in the morning you'll hope for the night, in the night you'll hope for the morning. But he says another pshat, Baboiker yoimar, when a person is young, so he'll say, Miyitein erev, let me wait till I'm older. I'll start learning when I get to 12th grade, then I'll start learning in base Medrash, I'll start learning in Eretz Yisrael, I'll start learning after the Chast, I'll start learning when I retire, I'll start learning when I'm 75. But when the Erev comes, you'll say, Oi, if I would have learned when I was young, so I'd know how to learn now, it's not a waste of time. Don't let that happen to you. Don't let that happen. Don't squander the opportunities you have now. 
Pasik says, Eich ele el ovi vanar einenu itonu. Yehuda says, how can I go back to my father without the boy, without Binyamin? Well, it has to ring in our minds, Eich ele el ovi, how are you going to go back to the Rabbinish vanar einenu itonu, your years when you were young? And you're not going to have those years mole begodish with Torah. Now is the time you can steig, you can grow. The, the Gemara you learn now, you'll remember. It'll help you grow for your entire life. You have to chapa right now. Now is the time that you can become great people. Don't push it off. I can tell you, you take it from me, I'm an old man. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirts. There's nothing out there that is worth squandering your life in order to have. There is nothing that's more geschmack, more valuable, more precious than sitting down and learning. You won't find anything that compares. Yisrael Salanter would say over, I heard it also in the Chofetz Chaim, Says Vahoyu Hadvorim Ho Ela Asher Onoichi Mitsabiko Hayoim. There's three things you have to know. Vahoyu Advorim Ho Ela. Just this blot. There's only one blot you have to know. Asher Onoichi Mitsabiko. And you're the only person. And Hayoim today is the only day. Some people say, how am I going to finish the Masechta? It's such a big Masechta, how am I going to know it? There's only one blot. You just focus on this page. Put everything else. This is the only blot you have to focus on. And don't tell any, it's not it's for somebody else to do it. Ah, I'm not such a big lambdin. Someone else should learn it. There's only you. Hashem is talking to you. And it's Hayoim today. There's no tomorrow. Amalek says Mocher. When you hear somebody say, do it tomorrow, that's Amalek speaking. There was a Bocher came to Rav Mordechai Schlesinger. And he said to him, I'm going to finish Shas on the day of my Chasna. And he was getting married in a few weeks. So he said to him, when did you start? He said, I started this year around Pesach time. So basically this Bocher finished Shas in, in about a year. So he said, how did you come to become such a big masmid? He said, I heard a word from the Briskorov. The Briskorov said a word that when Yosef came to his brothers and he said, Ani Yosef, Ha'oidovichai, the brothers couldn't answer. They were mamish, totally humiliated. They were mamish, tzashmetered. Zot abakoyin bardlo, oi loy liyoy madin, oi loy liyoy matoychocha. Woe is to us on the day of judgment, on the day Hashem will give us Musr. Zot abriskarov. The brothers had a cheshbin. They had a plan to apologize to Yosef, to work it out, to make up for the whole situation, and everything was worked out. And then Yosef says, I need Yosef, and it's too late. 
Farfallen. All your plans went down the drain. Because whatever you planned on doing, he said he's Yosef. You can't make it up to him anymore. You're going to come to Shemayim. He say, Rabbi Nishalaylam, I was planning on learning. I was going to go to this Kishmaka old age home when they have a Moira they come up and get cheer. I was going to learn. Whatever it is. That all your plans, all your thoughts, the time will come, HaKadosh Baruch will say, it's too late. So I heard that shmooze, I said, I got to start. So I'm finishing Shas. I'm not suggesting you do seven blot a day and whatever that takes. Just learn what you're learning each day without wasting time. And you'll become ganz fine to tell me they chachonen. It's a Meridika story. It's told over by Yidra Moshe Friedman. He said that he had to take a Yid in his kehilla to America for a brain surgery. He was the only one that was available to go. The Yid's wife couldn't come along. She had to take care of the children. So he came and he took this fellow. They came to New York and they're in a major hospital in New York. He gets tested. They're ready for the surgery. After some of the tests, they told this Moshe Friedman, you got to watch your friend. He cannot move for 24 hours. Keep his head on the pillow. He cannot move. If he moves, he risks his life. Because they just opened up his head to, to do certain tests. He can't move. So he says to his, he says to the to the Chayla, Donny, I'm here. Anything you need, I'm not leaving. It's Shabbos. I'm not going to Kriyas Hatoira garnished. He's telling this Arab Shabbos. I'm gonna go out now for 20 minutes to buy grape juice and some cups and some challah, some, and that's it. And I'm staying with you the whole Shabbos, no kriyas, garnish, we'll daven together. Okay. Friday night comes, the Makabal Shabbos. All of a sudden, two people come, and they say we have to take him to x-rays. See, two bulvans take him, he says, gotta be careful, he can't be moved. They pick him up, they put him on a stretcher, they go down to the two floors beneath the ground level where the x-rays are taken. They're on the 17th floor. They go down all the way, two floors under the ground floor. They're waiting for the x-ray. There's a long line. All of a sudden, another patient on a wheelchair comes. It's an old lady. She's breathing very hard. And all of a sudden, she motions to Reb Moshe, and she looks at him and she says, Good Shabbos. So he turns to the chayli, he says, Dani, there's another person here, a Yid, and lady, she's a Yiddish lady. And she said, Good Shabbos. So the chayli says, Moshe, go upstairs, get the grape juice, and make Kiddush for her. She probably didn't hear Kiddush. Go upstairs, get the grape juice, and make Kiddush. So he describes he had to walk up 17 flights 
to get the grape juice. And then he had to walk down outside by the, by the fire escape, whatever. He walked up 17 flights. He came down 17 flights in freezing cold. He comes down to the basement and he makes Kiddush. And the lady answers, Amen. And she tells it is the first time in 50 years I heard Kiddush. I, was survived, I survived the Holocaust. I came to America. I knew nothing about Yiddishkeit. It's the first time in 50 years I heard Kiddush. And she answered Amen. And a la- an hour later, she was Nifteris. He said, I had the opportunity. I had to travel thousands of miles to be Mazaka, this lady, with one last Amen before she died. What does it mean to chaperain one amen? The Alta from Kelm gave a schmooze before, before shvuas one year, a two-minute schmooze. And he described how big the world is, how vast the universe is, millions of miles, light years, the stars are light years away from us. And there's galaxies and black holes and verves was. All the grants of Welt for 6,000 years. He said the whole world was Kedai to create for one year to say Baruch Hu Baruch Shemoy. And one Baruch Hu Baruch Shemoy Kedai the Gans of Welt. But 1,000 Baruch Hu Baruch Shemois are not as Choshev as one Omein. And 1,000 Omeins are not as Choshev as one Omein Yeheshmei Rabbah. And one Omein Yeheshmei Rabbah, 1,000 Omein Yeheshmei are not equal to one word of Torah. If you learn Torah for an hour, for two hours, how much that's worth? How many worlds you can be misaking? How much godless that is? How much we have to chop around? So it's a zman of opportunity. It's a zman to chop around. It's the month of Ador. Zman of Kimu Vikiblu. It's a Zman to renew our commitment. Be Machadish ourselves. And I want to end with a Maisa that I've told before, but I want to tell it again. So maybe one or two Bochum didn't hear it. It's the Maisa with the Yid in the concentration camp who lost his family. And there was a Hasidish younger man that gave him back his bitochen, his amuna, was machazikim, starkened him. And he became once again a maimen, a bal bitochen. He became once again alive with his dveikas, with HaKadosh Baruch, because this guy lying next to him in the barracks in the middle of Auschwitz. Before Pesach, this Hasidish says, what are we going to do for matzah? He says, what are you, crazy? Where are you going to get matzah here in Auschwitz? 
He said, I don't plan on going through Pesach without matzah. We're going to have matzah. So he got me excited. So we found wheat. I found that there was a bag of wheat somewheres. We stole some wheat. And over a course of time, we got some flour. Finally, one day, we baked two kezesim of matzah. Now this yid is telling the story to a rav. And said, so the rav says, so what's the shayla? He says, listen, let me finish. We came up with two kezesim of matzah. We baked it somehow. We baked two kezesim of matzah. And we're smuggling it into the barracks. And the Nazi chop that we had matzah under our uniform. And he made my friend pick up his hands, pick up his arms, and the matzah fell on the floor. And a Nazi stepped on it with his boot. I dove on the floor and I grabbed whatever I could pick my hands on. We both got beaten to a pulp. We're lying there bloodied in the barracks. And I opened my hand and I had one kezayis of matzah. So my chassidish friend says, I want to eat it. Give it to me. Pesach night, let me eat the matzah. I say, why should I let you eat it? I'm the one who picked it off the floor. He says, yeah, but it was my idea to bake the matzah. He says, but I found the wheat that we had a whole machloikas. Finally, we made a compromise. The chassid would eat the matzah and I would get the schar for eating it. For, for the schar for the mitzvah. Okay, we had a seder in Auschwitz. He ate the matzah. He said the Haggadah Balpeh. And we celebrated Pesach. The next morning he went out to work. He was so enthralled that he had a mitzvah, the chilas matzah. He said halal. And he somehow he said a little bit too loud. And on the spot he was shot and killed by a Nazi. What's the Shaila? He just came to me in a dream. And he asked if I could give him the schar. He asked me for the schar for that mitzvah. And I said, no, it's not fair. You come to me from the Oilam Emes and you ask me for schar, we made a deal. A deal is a deal. You got to eat it, I got the schar. But he says, you know, I feel a stickle guilty. It's not every day that a guy comes visiting you from Gan Eden and he asks you for a favor. So maybe I was wrong. So the Rav says, it's not a Shiloh for me, this is a Shiloh for a Hasidish Rebbe. Go to the Machnovka Rebbe and ask him the Shiloh. So the Yid goes to the Machnovka Rebbe, he asks him the Shiloh. So the Machnovka Rebbe says to him, Alpiyashras, give him the Schar. So the Yid says, Alpiyashras, I should give him the Schar. Yashras says, we made a deal. He gets to eat it, I get the Schar. He says, listen, listen, listen. Yashras is, Nebuch, this Yid was killed. He has no children, he has no Einekloch. You have children, you have Einekloch. Avrachman is on the Yid, give him the schar. He says, okay, Rebbe, if you say so. The Rebbe says, no, I'm not going to give it. Just You're going to go to a shul down the block, and you're going to go at midnight and open the Arna Kodesh, and you're going to tell the Rabbi Nishleim the whole story, and you'll tell the Rabbi Nishleim, I want to give the schar to this Yid. Kachava. I went to the, Vesor, to, to the shul, I opened the Orna Kodesh in the middle of the night, I told the whole story. By the time I finished, and said, the Rabbi Nisham, you can give him the schar, b'leif sholeim. 
I was so emotionally worked up, I couldn't go back to the Rebbe that night. The next morning, I went back to the Rebbe. I said, Rebbe, I did what you said. He said, now I want to tell you something. This Yid was a tzaddik. His whole life was bitochen in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Torah, Avoy, the Gemilus, Chasod, the Megvein, HaTzadik, Yisoyed Oilam. He was killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem, and he went straight to Gan Eden, to the Mizrach Vant, the Gan Eden. And he's coming back to you because he wants to have this Char for one more mitzvah. Stelz for the value of one mitzvah. He's coming back to this world to ask you a toiva, give me one more mitzvah. And you, you're still alive. You're still alive. You can do mitzvahs every day. You can learn for hours. You can daven. You can do chesed, keep it up, hey, whatever it is. You can have mitzvahs like diamonds that are there to be taken. You're still alive. Chaparain. The chashivas of a mitzvah. To Rabbi Yisai, it's a zman of schachas. Zman to say, for once and for all, I'm going to take my life in my hands. I'm going to start taking things seriously. I'm going to start doing mitzvahs with an ernskeit. I'm going to start learning with hasmoda. I'm going to start davening with kavona. I'm going to start looking for other opportunities of chesed. But it's a zman of his chachas, Rabbi say, let's chop a rhyme. The Welt is talking about all the events that are going on. The Welt is turning around. People talk about Mashiach. It's time to chop a rhyme and pull ourselves together. It's a zman of his chachas, chazak, chazak, v'nis chazek. Let's be zoiche to chop a rhyme mitzvahs, maisim toivim. And in Yerz Hashem will be zoiche through that. Mashiach said, Cain, who been hated to be amazed.